Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs. Welcome back to another episode of the Web3 Innovators podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing a Web3 perspective. I'm a big believer in the premise and utility of Web3. However, I'm no speculator. If you want to cut through the hype and develop your own insights on Web3 and where we're heading, keep listening. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review. The case for a Bitcoin ETF. It's been over six years since the Winklevoss Twins Bitcoin ETF application was rejected by the SEC. But this year we've seen BlackRock, Fidelity and a few others also submit applications. While sentiment towards crypto and Web3 has not been great this year, it does seem like we may finally be on the cusp of finally getting the Bitcoin ETF approved, specifically BlackRock's. It's natural to postulate that once we have a Bitcoin ETF, a tokenized on-chain version of it, i.e. a token that represents the Bitcoin ETF, appear to bring things full circle. I find it ironic that we've seen ETFs appear on-chain before a Bitcoin ETF is approved. In a previous episode, I spoke about how projects such as BACT made it possible to own a tokenized version of BlackRock's S&P 500 ETF. Ironies aside, I do believe it's safe to say that Bitcoin, Ether and the other major cryptocurrencies have been proven as sound technologies that work. They may not have found mainstream use cases apart from financial speculation and paying for gas fees on their network, but the underlying networks have remained sound. When the Winklevoss twins first proposed their Bitcoin ETF back in 2017, Bitcoin and Ethereum were not considered mainstream assets in the financial sphere. We hadn't had the DeFi summer of 2020, the NFT mania of 2021, which really drove these technology-driven digital assets into mainstream consciousness. During the turbulence experienced in crypto during the past six years, we may have seen stablecoins exchanges and hedge funds fail, but these were not technology-driven failures. With custody platforms and major exchanges such as Coinbase and Kraken, having proven their competency during this period, the vulnerability of crypto venues being hacked is less of a concern to the average crypto holder. Having a proven track record as far as custody of crypto assets is concerned, alongside the resilience of public blockchain networks, should be the two major factors beyond customer demand that dictate whether a Bitcoin ETF should exist or not. Given the structural soundness of the Bitcoin and Ethereum networks, I believe it's irresponsible not to make such a product available to the public. There are a number of far more risky ways in which investors are getting exposure to Bitcoin via our regulated markets, and an ETF underpinned by some of the best-known asset managers is a far safer way for the average person to access the digital asset class. Instead, right now, investors are getting exposure to Bitcoin via other publicly listed vehicles such as shares in MicroStrategy, which has roughly $4.6 billion in Bitcoin on its balance sheet of its $5.7 billion total market capitalization, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which spent most of the past year trading at a massive discount of its NAT asset value based on its Bitcoin holdings, Bitcoin mining companies such as Riot Blockchain, Marathon Digital Holdings and Hut8 Mining that have experienced significant price volatility even against Bitcoin during these past few years, and then Bitcoin future ETFs that provide exposure to the price movements of Bitcoin futures contracts. These come with additional management costs such as roll premiums and don't perfectly track the price of Bitcoin. Navigating complex blockchain data shouldn't hold you back. Introducing Chainlens Blockchain Explorer, your user-centric gateway to the blockchain universe. Unlike traditional explorers, Chainlens focuses on your needs. No more overwhelming blocks and transactions. We're all about your experience. 
Chainlens revolutionizes the way you see blockchain. With customizable lenses, you see what you want, when you want it. From tokens to NFTs, it's all at your fingertips. And guess what? You don't need to be a tech guru. Our clean interface and easy-to-use API make blockchain accessible to everyone. Say goodbye to cryptic hexadecimal and hello to a new perspective. Join the future of blockchain exploration. Visit chainlens.com and experience the difference today. Chainlens, see the blockchain your way. Assuming you're using Coinbase or Kraken, or know how to store Bitcoin, all of the above vehicles are far riskier than holding Bitcoin directly. However, if you want to hold it in a retirement or tax-free savings account such as an ISA here in the UK, they're the only route you have without a real ETF. Beyond Bitcoin or crypto-specific exposure, there are far riskier ETFs that people can invest in. ProShares and other established ETF providers provide three times leveraged index tracking ETFs with returns that make Bitcoin look like a pretty safe asset. Outside of the domain of ETFs, we've seen many company share values go to zero over the years. Silicon Valley Bank being the most recent example that comes to mind. ETFs as a financial product are great for providing access to certain types of products that would be cumbersome for investors to hold directly, such as index trackers and commodities. Similar parallels can be drawn with tokenized assets, except that the applicable landscape of products that can be tokenized and the access to them is far wider. They are underpinned by globally accessible blockchain networks instead of existing rails that are provided by centralized brokers, fintechs and exchanges. Plus the programmable nature makes their surface area for innovation far greater. Tokenized assets are the universal financial product in this respect. Once a Bitcoin ETF is approved, it's inevitable that Ether will follow suit. Beyond this, it may take time for other crypto tokens to follow, especially as currently the majority of the leading currencies following Ether are being labelled as securities by the SEC. There are already a number of index funds for cryptocurrencies, such as the Nasdaq Crypto Index Fund, which has a niche provider for its ETF. There's also the Fidelity Crypto Industry and Digital Payments ETF, which is composed primarily of Coinbase and crypto mining shares. However, what we really need to see are broad indices available as ETFs which cover indices from the likes of CoinMarketCap or Coindesk. These could be weighted by the market cap of their assets and other factors such as yield potential or sector. Having something with the variety of sector, i.e. crypto, DeFi or NFTs, segment, small, medium or large cap, geography and staking yield potential of existing indices provided by BlackRock, Vanguard and others would really open up the crypto industry to meet the needs of investors. I have little doubt that we will reach this point in due course. However, this time around we will see the Bitcoin ETF finally come into being. The hard yards have been trodden by the digital assets industry and it's about time that the assets that started off this entire resolution gets this opportunity to be accessible to all. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. I have one favour to ask. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. I provide these perspectives as I believe Web3 is the greatest innovation to emerge since the internet. If you want to get smarter about Web3, you can head to web3perspectives.com for more insights. Thank you.